0: Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of the LaughSpin podcast. I am Dylan Godino of LaughSpin.com, the website in which this podcast was born, oh, I don't know, maybe like a year and a half ago. For some reason, this maybe this is your first time listening to the Laugh Spin Podcast. Let me break it down for you very quickly. Each week, I have a co-host. His name is Mike. We do comedy news for like 30 minutes, 60 minutes. We try to keep it as short as possible because there's like 800,000 other comedy podcasts. And I'm sure you listen to a few of them. We don't want to become a burden, guys. We don't want to burden you. So we give you a quick comedy news digest, we play some audio clips, we have some laughs. It's a good time. And then some episodes are just me. It's just me with another comic. Not just me. That would be that would be fucking awful if it was just me. That's what you're listening to this week. This week I interview Hannibal Burris. You know Hannibal Burris. If you're listening to this podcast, there's no doubt in my mind you know Hannibal Burris. He for the last few years has become one of the most quickly rising comedians he is doing a shit ton of things right now he's the main reason i I talked to him went to brooklyn sat down with him and talked to him the main reason is his second hour stand-up comedy special live from chicago is premiering on comedy central march 29th in addition to that he's doing a bunch of other stuff he's the co-host of uh, the eric andre show on adult swim which I just rewatched a bunch of episodes. It's one of those like 12-minute adult swim shows. It's just bizarre. It's hilarious. It's one of the only things that makes me literally laugh out loud. So he's doing that. They're shooting the third season of that coming this spring, I believe. He's on a national theater tour. He is also on Broad City. If you haven't been watching Broad City, please do it. He plays Lincoln, which... Is one of the funniest characters on a comedy I've seen in in quite some time. He voices a character on Chosen, which is an animated series on FX that also Bobby Moynihan and Nick Swartzen is on. It's made by part of the same team as Archer. It's super. And he's going to be in two movies this year. One's called Flock of Dudes. And the other high-profile gig he's doing is he's in a movie called Neighbors, which you may know stars Seth Rogen and um, what's his name Zach Efron. So, and we talk a little bit about that and about the other things as well uh, during this interview. It was fun to catch up with Hannibal. I think the last time I saw Hannibal was on the red carpet a few years ago at a, a Comedy Central event. So it was nice to sit down. We sat in a nice room. There was some peanuts and, and other sorts of nuts on a table. Just trying to draw a picture for you guys. It was a good time. Hopefully you enjoy the interview as much as I enjoyed talking to Hannibal. Here we go. Hannibal Burris. So congrats. First of all, congrats on all of, you, uh, on all of your success. Uh, Thank you. I think the last time I saw you in person was... Uh, god it was a while ago i think i think you were dressed up nicely on the red carpet of some yeah a comedy central event where you performed
1: was it night of too many
0: stars i think or? so is that
1: last time i saw you
0: i think so oh in the flesh i think yeah i think that was it so that was that was nice you're getting you're you're walking red carpets comedy event red carpets <laughs> You haven't been to like a come on! I, I don't believe that oh, yeah, Ma- mainstream movie. I've been to a couple movie things.
1: I got. I'll take it back.
0: Yeah. You're rubbing elbows.
1: Rubbing elbows, man. Rubbing elbows and going to stuff, talking to people. Then we forget each other. Just you know, going to events, we have empty conversations, <laughs> free drinks, after parties, all that, all that stuff.
0: Yeah. So, you, so you're still you're still at the point you're you're into that you're into after parties you're into you're into the club scene are you clubbing a lot
1: no I don't club that much I go out a decent amount I like going to concerts more than than clubbing I mean I can I can I can get talked into going to the club where I'll go but then I get there I'm like oh man but I am a big I'm a big fan of music and rap but the environment sometimes is too is too much for me so I, I have to balance that. Uh, but it also depends on mood, you know? Yeah. Like sometimes I'm down to be in a packed place and just kick it. But sometimes I, I like going to a place where they're playing great music and then there's eight people there. Right. Like, this shit is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that we can move around. Nobody's grabbing my girl's ass when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, yes... Yeah, uh. Yeah, it just varies. But I mean, I'm a nightlife person, man. I like being out and about and just the people watching music and just energy and shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad I'm glad you're enjoying life, Hannibal. Uh, you should do that before you get married, settle down, have kids. Yeah. Is that something you're into?
1: I think so. I think about it. I think, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to have a family. But then I see people traveling with families, and it's rough. And I think about the finances of that. Yeah. Like, I, I look, you see a family in the airport, and I see four plane tickets. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. When I look
1: at a family, I see four, you know, I see a way higher bill when you go out to eat. Yep. I see four, you know, passes to Disney World or whatever. Everything <laughs> is, it. you think about just life and what it is to be comfortable as a as a single man, what comfort is. And the finances with that, and then to have a family, that's a whole different thing. It's a whole different level of expense. So that's the thing. I look at that. Ooh man, that could be rough. Uh, just buying, you know, a lot of plane tickets. But maybe I'm. <laughs> they could stay home too. They could stay. You could say see you later. <laughs> uh so yeah, man. I hope. I don't know. Maybe that's some way to have your child born with. Automatic executive platinum status on American (laughs) Airlines so they can get the upgrades. (laughs) Because you know, there's some dude, there's lots of probably dudes around America that were always flying first class and then they had a family and had to buy them tickets and shit. Now they fly coach. Now they're coach. It's got to be that.
0: Or maybe they take the first class seat.
1: They take the first class seat and send the kids to the back. Who knows? I don't know how, how I also just turn talking about potentially having a family into airline jokes. You're <laughs> with, fluid, man. That's with, talent. Which uh, is like, no, it's just being a comedian, just wanting like this, every, anything. I can relate anything to the airport. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right.
1: <laughs> anything, I link it to air travel.
0: What's the deal with air travel with children? So you did um, you did the, the new special in Chicago for obvious yeah. for obvious reasons, obvious, uh, for, for obvious, obvious reasons, cheating, reasons, cheating. What do you mean? Cheating reasons,
1: cheating. Like it's cheating to do it in your hometown. Oh, home court advantage. You know, easy to sell tickets, livelier crowd, open with local jokes. Uh, yeah. Good press in Chicago. Mm-hmm. All types of stuff. But it's
0: nice. you know. It, it's it, nice. A lot of people film at home. Yeah. yeah. When they get to a certain point, maybe not their first special, but when they get to a certain point and and maybe they can make a decision. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know how things went with Animal Furnace, uh, uh, but uh, I don't know if you were able to pick where you did it or not. No. That was, I mean, I
1: saw that, but they shot a bunch in Gramercy in New York. Right. I think Pete Holmes was also in the same place. hmm and Ty Berry shot his in the same venue over the course of the that, that same week.
0: Right. Yeah. So this time you were, it sounds like you were able to say, hey, yeah, I, I want to do it where I want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> do Chicago's, do the, yeah, I could have really done it,
1: uh, I could have done it anywhere. I mean, within reason, obviously. Yeah. I'm going to shoot in Estonia, <laughs> but yeah, anywhere in the country pretty much, I think, would have been able to shoot. They were real. Comedy Central has been real supportive and cool.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. It's it's good to have, it's good to have that There's yes. some sort of uh, creative freedom. Uh, you know, when you're when you're filming something as 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 big as a special. Um. So, uh, talk to me a little bit about Chicago and you. I mean, you were born, raised, grew up there. Yes. So Chicago proper, suburbs, Chicago proper West Side of Chicago. So what was that like? Tell me. Tell tell a, a white kid from suburbia what was, that was like.
1: You know, it was it was cool, man. I went I my neighborhood, I would describe it as kind of it was it was it had it was a version of the hood and the suburbs at the same time because the area is called North Austin, mm-hmm. Gilwood or what, but it's um, it borders um Chicago is Chicago, but then it borders this suburb oak park and like, Chicago has a lot of suburbs where you know it's you know a main street, and then one side of the street is the suburb right, and once the other side of the street is uh Chicago, so oak park is like that where it's it's a it's a suburb, but it's not you know a suburb you drive right to it's just like right there you can take you got know, it excuse me regular Chicago transportation to uh So it it was, it was, I didn't, I wouldn't say I stayed in a bad neighborhood, but it wasn't the best neighborhood either. But it was, you know, for the most part, safe. Stuff happened, but it wasn't, it wasn't uh, horrible. It it was good, man. Went to, you know, I went to a Lutheran school from uh, kindergarten to sixth grade. I was a pretty good student Mm -hmm. up until seventh and eighth grade. I changed schools and then I went to a bigger school and kind of fell off with my studies. But I had a I had a pretty good upbringing, man. Pretty good upbringing. Uh, all of my friends were funny. Not it was. I think it was. Like, you know, teenagers. We all. You had to be able to roast each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. My, my group of friends would legit roast you. Like that was a big part of it. <laughs> somebody would, you know, everybody would go around. You say jokes about each other, and somebody. Sometimes somebody could get on a roll. Yeah. And just be like, look, it's just certain your are certain people just getting everybody else is laughing. You say a joke and then it doesn't go. People are like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> boo. So, yeah, I think that was early on. I mean, I was a goof, I goofed off in in school in seventh and eighth grade. But that was definitely, you know, in, in high school around that group of friends is where I really, you know, I think. Started to you know learn the value of being able to make people laugh, and right? Also using laugh as a defense and attack, just being able because you had to be able to roast or you were gonna get roasted, you know? Right. So that's pretty much how I started with. It.
0: So that was it. So at what point did you go from roasting your friends to thinking maybe I could do this independent of uh, you know a, a roasting situation? Mm-hmm. On stage, it
1: wasn't really until I started doing it. You know, I had that experience of just goofing off with friends and being able to talk trash and talk shit, and you know, even in class saying funny stuff. But until I went to an open mic and saw comedy like that at that level, that's kind of what made me believe I could do it. Mm-hmm. Because you watch comedy on TV, you don't think. Well, maybe some people might, but I, I never, early on, watched comedy on TV. I could do that because you saying usually you see in comedy. In a a polished form Right When you go to Open mic That demystifies everything It's raw Oh man I could try this (laughs) That's what they're doing Because there's only 10, 8, 10 people In the audience Right Light laugh to happen. Everybody's pretty supportive Right It was was an open mic In my college um, At the student center So That makes you I think For the most part That make anybody Think they can do it Or they Mm -hmm. can try it And so that's what happened Is I just Saw that And wanted to try it and it went okay, you know.
0: Did you? What got you to the open mic though? So like, a friend
1: was doing it. My oh, okay. Sheedy was doing stand up in college. Right.
0: Yeah. And so you went to one of those open went mics. To one of
1: those, and, and then just kept on. Um, yeah, just kept on doing it after that, man. I just remember just having, did a couple bits, and <clears throat> they went all right. I lost that tape because I remember I sent that tape to somebody, I never, and it didn't make it to them in the mail, but. That's where, yeah, it was 2002.
0: A tape of you doing stand-up set, at open mic?
1: That first set, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's lost in the, in the world somewhere. Oh, somebody's
0: gonna... That would be great.
1: Yeah, it's a VHS tape. <laughs> my first tape is a tape, man. I was talking about that with uh, my girl. The other, like, We were talking about just the... I'm glad that my um, my generation... It's just been able to kind of be on both sides of technology. Yeah. You know, like I did used to legit buy, you know, cassette tapes. But then also now we've got, you know, iPhones and all that and all the the great shit. So we've been able to see how things have kind of really progressed and how, how and it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, I definitely, I definitely have a, at least 100 to 200 cassettes at my house right now <laughs> Like being able to
1: you know seeing how technology has been has progressed but also being able to use the new shit effectively yeah because <laughs> it's you know
0: yeah yeah it's it's a good uh yeah you're you're at the age what are you like you're 32 now 30 yeah. 31 when's your birthday
1: february 4th
0: okay I'm just. I just want to update my birthday card list. Thanks. Make sure you get one. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, not only. I mean, you have the special coming out. You're doing. You're doing. You're like a renaissance man. You're like a renaissance comedy man. You got. You got the the stand up going. Yeah. You have uh, the Eric Andre show, which I just uh, I just rewatched like four or five episodes last night. I, and what I was thinking about this show is it's sort of like the way, like I've been, I've been covering comedy for like almost nine years. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare that I watch something and I laugh li- literally out loud. I, I appreciate, I could sit through a comedy show for Did an hour. What's that? Did you watch it high? No, 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 I n- no, not at all. I never get high.
1: He said, he said he's watching it. He's watched it high. He, yeah, you have you? Watch him in the interview. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Intern Joe is here. <laughs> Intern uh, Joe says he watches it high. I was completely uh, sober. And it that's the type of show where it's like, I, it, it makes me laugh out loud because it's so fucked up and it's so weird. It's kind of like when you start watching a lot of porn yeah. and you get so used to certain scenarios yeah. that you keep, you keep having, I mean, it's, you keep having them ratchet, ratcheting it, ratcheting it up. Granny interracial. Yeah, exactly. You got to start, <laughs> the, you got to go weirder and weirder and weirder to get any sort of effect. And I feel like that show it's 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 one of the only things that makes me laugh out loud because it's so fucking absurd and so funny. Thanks, man. And just your stuff, the editing is you know just like your reaction yeah. shots, your demeanor. You're like like constantly like disgusted, and it's just uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. Except except
1: yeah. a lot of times it's true disgust. Really? Is that true? I'm not. I mean. Look. A lot of times I'm not really acting on that show unless I'm like messing with the guests. Even then, it's but a lot of times it's just like legit disgust if something's happening happening. Uh, but that is the we we talk about that how that show is that's the editor's show because we, you know, I mean Eric is in the editing sessions and what, but it's so much that gets cut out. It's so much, uh, just so much on the cutting room floor because we do long interviews and then maybe use a minute of them. Yeah. And be, you know, just having that format, we we only, you know, 12 minutes long. Yeah. So that allows for just, for it to be real, real punchy and and fast and weird. Uh,
0: Now, I mean, let me, let me ask you this. What do, like I just, for instance, I watched the Maria Menounos episode Mm -hmm. last night. So how much do the guests know about the show?
1: I don't know. I mean, cause I'm not in part of that, that process at all As much as I'm on the show I, I'm not really Talking with the guests before I don't really talk, I don't like to talk to them Before anyway Just cause I want it To feel Genuine When I mess with them when Right When weird towards them Like so if I've talked To somebody before Hey how's it going And all that Then if On set If I'm being weird That would make it harder For me to be weird To somebody right. that I That I know Right know I mean and it, So I don't really Talk to them And know how much That they're prepped I know with second season is that most, I mean, when we did the second season, the show had been on the air already, so people could do some sort of research. Right. But the first season, there was nothing. So people were thinking it's a regular talk show Right. a lot of times. And so people would just come, they, they would come do it with no information. But second season, people had information. We were able to get some people that were fans of the show, uh, some other guests that, you know, might have just wanted to start breaking out and do some weird stuff. Like, yeah. Like Lance Reddick did an episode. Lance Reddick was uh, from uh, from The Wire and Oz and a couple other things. Uh, yeah, he was just, I think he just wanted to, you know, he does all these, these serious dramatic right. roles. So he just wanted to break out and do something weird. So it's a mixture of that. It was just people that want to do funny, weird stuff and, people fans of the show and then some people that just like being on T V.
0: So you don't get a sense from like the producers or whoever books the guests, you you don't talk to them to get a sense of like
1: Well I know well Eric kinda preps me on what he's gonna do. Right. Right. And then I know what I'm gonna and so we might prep the beats of what you know, the gist of what we're gonna do. Yeah and just how we go but then it still remains pretty loose after that. Yeah. But yeah, some guests, I mean, Lufa Rigno didn't seem happy. <laughs> uh, some guests just roll with it. Mel B from the Spice Girls, she was real cool. Vivica Fox was awesome.
0: Yeah, I watched that. was great. Uh,
1: and so, yeah, it's just some people, you know, are super just pro and just and down to just roll with it. I think Mel B said she was an actual fan of the show. Got to feed her Funyuns, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was real crazy, to feed her Funyuns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it just varies on the, on the guests. And then we just got people that, you know, were fans. Like T-Pain was a fan of the show. He reached right. out. Uh, uh, Quest Love came through and did the show. And Chance the Rapper, I was able to get to do. like So, We you know, it's a mix of people with fans. And, and then just a lot of different yeah folks, yeah.
0: Yeah. Jody Sweetin seemed um, sincerely disturbed. I don't know if she was acting or what, but. I loved her re- reaction, too.
1: No, I think she was, yeah, Jodie Sweden was good. Yeah, <laughs> Jodie she, Sweet she was, she was good on the show. <laughs> I told her that I used to have a crush on her when I was a kid. Yeah. But <laughs> well, that was true, though. Oh, really? That was before I even, as a kid, I don't know what that meant, but I, I want to be on that show. I thought of that, like, as a 12, 13-year-old. I want, I want them to write a storyline where I'm her black. I wanted to be on Full House, so maybe that was just the seeds of me wanting to be on TV. Now, <laughs>
0: um, well, hopefully that show goes on and on and on because I don't know, I could watch that forever. Um, so so you have that you're voicing, um, uh. uh What's his name? Uh, Sis- uh, Crisco. Chris- Cisco. Chosen. From Chosen on FX. Um, so that, I mean, what's, that's, is that your first sort of steady voiceover gig?
1: No, I did uh, China, Illinois on Adult Swim. Uh, I did a voice on that. The character, yeah, this character, Mad Attack. I did a little bit on that. But yeah, this one is a little bit, uh, been more a little bit more high profile yeah um but yeah t- but voiceover work is interesting just because you know you're not really i did bob's burgers uh this one episode where i play a frat frat guy hefty jeff uh-huh. For, bob's burgers is the only one where we i was in the studio with other people oh uh, okay other people, yeah i was gonna so, ask so we kind of improvised but the other ones you can't you just go in that's it. It's tough to get everybody's schedules together like that. Yeah. With a, with a so it's easier to just. It's easier for just everybody to just book an hour on their time and then you just go in the studio and knock it because it really it only takes an hour to do an episode.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Hour hour fifteen tops.
0: Um. And do they have other people, kind of standing in voicing the other characters, or are you just that's no, it? Just doing it. That's it, huh? I
1: mean, they, if you ask for that, they'll give you. That But it's just, I haven't, I'm usually, I'm, I'm in, a, I've recorded, I record all my stuff in New York, and they're usually in L.A., yeah and they just into my headphones, and they just direct me. I'll say the line three times in different ways, and they, they'll either say, give me direction or I'll just say, let's move along, we got it, <laughs> uh, which is an easy way to work. But it, it kind of, now, but watching it, then I watch the animation, like, oh, man. I wish I like not because you still we're still learning about the dynamics of the characters and how right. they interact with each other. So now, if we go to season two, I I think I'd do way better just because I know the relationships and just the right the vibe of the show better.
0: Yeah, it's hard, man. When you're when you're doing animation, it's you really are, especially with the with the the process you just explained. You really are kind of operating in a vacuum. Yeah. It's 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 just isolated. Um, so yeah. So now that you see the show, yeah. you see the animation. That it's. I feel like you know you get a sense of uh, the characters as if they're they're real people. Yeah. Yeah. I always I always i i assumed that a lot. Of, you know, like when I if you when when I watch Archer, I assume that all of that stuff is not all of it, but most of it is done in the yeah. way you explain. But I thought maybe at some point you know, everybody's in there together, but no. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Arch is really great. Just the pacing on there.
0: Yeah. It's really so good. Well done.
1: And then when you think that they probably aren't in a studio and how well that's cut together, it's it's, amazing. Really
0: impressive. And it's the same team doing it's, it's part of the same team, right? Doing chosen. Yeah. Part of the same team. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they, they get it. They, they, they really get it. Um, so congrats, congrats on chosen, uh, and you're developing you now. Part of this whole Comedy Central thing is you're you're also developing a show for them, correct? Yeah. Can you tell me? Can you tell me anything about that? It's
1: like, uh, it's me doing different jobs and talking about those jobs afterwards in stand up. So we uh, actually, I think we have a test screen and soon. Yeah, the pilot is done. Everything is done. We got the music in, and so hopefully we know in the next few weeks, a month or something. If it gets picked up, if it gets picked up.
0: That's awesome. Does it have a name? Uh, or you can, you can't tell me.
1: I can't tell the name. I don't think. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to tell. Can you
0: name. tell me and then murder me? Nah, it's easier
1: than that. tell you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> At least I'll know it before I, before I die. I don't know
1: if that's worth
0: it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's just me doing different jobs. Uh, the, it's the idea is that I'm not because I've been doing stand up for the past 12 years I haven't really had any real jobs outside of writing jobs right uh, but yeah I'm not fit for real work at least right away <laughs> like jumping right in I can't just do a job well right? Basically. so it's just me kind of fumbling and bumbling at jobs having fun and interacting with my coworkers, and then we you know have some stand up where I talk about it and,
0: right. and that's it's- that interesting very i like that i like that idea what are can you tell me some of the jobs you did
1: i worked on a goat farm what i uh i coached the kids basketball team (laughs) i worked at a diner worked as a fortune teller so it's a bunch of different jobs i could see i got a good i feel like the you know i feel like the pilot has a has a good shot i feel confident about it
0: I mean, it sounds. I mean, I love the premise. I could see you coaching a, a kids basketball team, though.
1: I'm a pretty good coach, man. Yeah, for kids, <laughs> it's easy <easier> to strategize <laughs> against kids. You just attack their best player, and then you know, hope for the best, hope that the, hope that nobody steps up. Oh they man, don't usually.
0: And the goat farm? Did you? Did they? Did they force you to do anything like disgusting?
1: I had to cut hooves, uh, yeah, clean clean up poop. There's a lot of different disgusting stuff. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, a lot of things going on that you kind of take for granted. You know, just not take for granted, but just because you isolated in your own world, yeah, you forget that. Yeah, it's, there's people at goat farms every day. Yeah, you know? <laughs> doing real stuff. Doing real stuff. That's their routine. Uh, so yeah, it was it was real interesting, man. It's just it it was just cool to see just you know different ways of life like that.
0: Did it give you an appreciation of hopefully having never to do any of those jobs? Definitely
1: did, man. <laughs> it definitely made me appreciate what I do that I get to walk around and, and talk about talk about shit and drink. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, do, real, do fairly easy
0: work, that I complain about sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but you know everything's relative. Everything you're, is. Relative. You're allowed that's to complain. Try,
1: that's what I tell. That's what I, that's what I try to tell myself. Everything's relative. You know, but I gotta. I, I try to. I try to keep it down.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, you don't want to be a jerk about it. No, but I think you know. I think we're all allowed to complain. Yeah, and then feel guilty about it afterwards. Immediately when immediately after. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you yeah, talk I can't to your, complain. yeah, in Syria.
1: That's why I always bring it to Syria. You know, I can't complain. What's going on in Syria? Probably <laughs> something horrible.
0: Probably. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. There hasn't been a lot of news out of Syria as of late, but I'm sure something god awful is happening there. Yeah. Um. And you have. Um, I want to talk about this. This. This movie, Flock of Dudes. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about, about that that's coming out when May I think
1: that's coming out I don't know I don't know when Flock of Dudes is coming out uh, I think that's, that's what I saw but Neighbors was oh Rogan. Neighbors
0: is coming out in May that's what Neighbors it was It's coming
1: out May 9th starring Seth Rogen and Zac Efron I uh, play a cop uh, in there cause you know the, the story is Zac Efron's in the frat he's the leader of a frat house right Seth Rogen is, moves next door and so there's conflict there. There's a lot of conflict. Sure. Uh, I'm not sure if they end up getting along at the end. I doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt. You know, I mean, they start off getting along, and then right. it goes poorly. But you haven't read the I whole script. I don't. I don't think it gets resolved. <laughs> 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 I think it ends on a bad note. Uh huh. No. So I play a cop that gets called Officer Watkins. Get called to the scene a couple times and um, it was fun, man. It's my first, uh, you know, major film. I did Kings of Summer, like a real a small bit role mm-hmm. and then I said one line, but this is going to be my first, you know, major in theaters, right? Uh, multiple scenes movie, you know, where I have scenes with the leads. So I'm uh, I'm psyched, man.
0: That's a nice, That's a nice red carpet. You'll probably yeah, be able man, to walk
1: I'm a red carpet. Probably wear some weird outfit, you know.
0: Yeah, you're gonna go. You're gonna go weird.
1: I probably should go weird, right?
0: I don't know. I don't know. What do I cool.
1: Barefoot would be Boy, cool. Bad feet. I do not know. want the shots of my feet out there. Even better. Nah, man. <laughs> what? I what's
0: a? At? What do you consider a weird outfit?
1: No shoes and like a weird color suit. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: like a powder blue situation Power
1: blue or just maybe like a uh, um, maybe a plastic see-through suit with a basketball uniform under it
0: i would like that would be nice
1: yeah so i mean i got a couple months I <laughs> to, to figure it out but I, i'll get it together
0: did you uh so you had so that's cool you had scenes with with zach efren and um seth rogan yeah How's Zach Efron?
1: Zach Efron's cool, man. a C- cool guy? He's cool. He kind of taught me how to, uh, just watching him. He works out in between takes. Yeah, I bet he does. Which is just a great usage of time. <laughs> so I started working out sometimes when I uh, am playing Xbox. Uh-huh. When I'm playing NBA 2K14. <laughs> right. And you know, somebody I call time and you got 60 seconds. It only takes a, little, a couple seconds to make your little substitutions. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I use that time to do some push-ups. I got 50 seconds to do push-ups and jumping jacks. So that, you know, over the course of a game, four or five timeouts, you work for out for three minutes.
0: That's, that's not so bad. So I learned
1: that from Zac Efron.
0: So you're, you're basically saying Zach Efron has changed your life.
1: Zach Efron changed my life. <laughs> I'm saying that right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me that he works out um, whenever he can. He's a beautiful person.
1: He's in good shape, man.
0: He's in good shape.
1: So that he influenced my NBA 2K14 workout. If you play <laughs> NBA 2K14, listen to me. You have lots of time to work out. 22nd timeout, 20 jumping jacks real quick. That's the way to do it, man. And then you don't have to go to the gym. You can put, bring him working out in video games together. And the other, you, I play online a lot on NBA 2 And the other player, you can tell when they get mad that you're not starting the game yet. Cause if you let in the timeout roll. Right.
0: And start pausing and unpausing. Oh, I see. So you could, you could, you could end the timeout if you'd like. You
1: could end the timeout you could if skip like. over it. Yeah, you could skip over it. Oh, okay. It, but I don't skip over it.
0: Fuck that I man, you gotta get your workout in.
1: This game, I got, I got a future. <laughs> I gotta try to get more movies, man. I gotta get rid of this gut so I can get more movies. That's a big part of getting movies. I know, it's tough. Not having a gut.
0: It sucks, I know. I struggle with it myself, buddy. It's it's not it's not easy.
1: Yeah, it's not, man.
0: Do you have a? Is it is it a, an eating thing? Do you do you eat shit you're not supposed to, or is uh, it?
1: Uh, it's it's late night stuff, man. Late night food, the drinking and shit. That just you know, you Kills. have to counter balance. You have to balance that out with working out, or you just gonna get fat and unhealthy. Yeah. So if you going out all the time and partying and eating and drinking, then gotta work out a bunch.
0: Or you just have to deny yourself all those things well, you that, have to deny that you love. All
1: that things, but I gotta do that. So I gotta find a balance. I have to find a balance between partying and being healthy. So I, I don't eat a lot of bread. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I Cut out most bread. Okay. Because bread is not is not that great for you. No. Uh, so not. that's one. Of, that's my lazy man's diet right there. And uh, in NBA 2K14 jumping <laughs> jack. That's my. That's the Hannibal
0: workout right there. I think you and Zach Efron should maybe team up. Uh, write a workout book. Yeah, write a workout book or a workout, workout, workout book. or series of workout videos. Workout videos. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Zach Efron, Hannibal Burris workout plan. It I, only works if you're an actor, <laughs> or if you play a lot of Xbox.
0: <laughs> I think it could be a very inspirational because yeah. somewhere in between Zach Efron and Hannibal Burris is America. Is is America. <laughs> yes is america i'd be inspired by that i'd say look at these two guys they're getting along they're working out yeah. I, i'm gonna do that think about it i'm just think about i'm, it. I'm, I'm just saying tour. i'm gonna pitch it to do you have a cell phone number i don't oh, i'm sure you can get it
1: i will i'm gonna get it
0: i mean what else is he doing he's got this movie coming out sure but he's got time to do workout videos with you
1: yeah that was that's we should do that for the promotion of the movie. I
0: yes, think we might have just come up with a yes. You should. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, uh,
1: after this. I'm gonna pitch that.
0: Get on the horn, man. You
1: just created something, man. See that? This is a good interview.
0: I should be on the creative side of things.
1: You should. No, I should. You shouldn't.
0: No, I shouldn't. You're right. I got nothing to I offer believe, Hannibal.
1: I believe in whatever you believe in. Man. <laughs> I'm not here to motivate you. I'm rolling with it. So if you believe you should, I'm with you. If you believe you shouldn't, I don't know what I, don't I have I... the time to try to convince
0: you. About, about
1: shit to do, Not your Goddamn.
0: <laughs> I don't know what I believe. What, what's a what's a, where do you where do where do you where is this going, Hannibal? Where in ten years? Where ten years? Do you want to work a little bit and then just coast?
1: I don't think so. I I think I do, but I don't. Like you, I think, oh, I want to chill. Well, I probably wouldn't. I think 10 years from now, me 41, I think I would want to still be pretty active in stand-up and um, movies, but then get more into the production side. So I, I, in 10 years, I would like to have my own production house, and then I would be kind of helping other artists, mm-hmm. like scouting talent and developing, and helping people develop their TV shows and projects and, and things like that. If... That's still part of the game. Who knows what the game yeah. will be like in ten years? But if that's yeah, if people will still be producing products for other people. Yeah. So that's the hope that's my goal. Like ten years, still actively doing, you know, my stand up and acting and and, and et cetera. And then helping other people scouting new talent. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a good plan. Yeah. Get a house. Yeah
1: get a uh, a lincoln mkz
0: i don't even know what that is
1: it's a nice uh lincoln hybrid man oh is it yeah it's
0: a car or, or an suv car.
1: yeah it's a sedan i get that that's not really a 10 year goal though it's a lincoln it's a uh,
0: yeah what's what's more of a what two-year goal three-year goal six month gold you can get a fucking lincoln right now oh, hannibal man, that's what i'm saying you can get it great right shape. now but it but that but i would have an old i
1: would i guess my goal 10 years from now would be for the lincoln i got tomorrow <laughs> to still be in great shape
0: wow that's a
1: very and then people say wow he still got that lincoln <laughs> He still <laughs> you still got that lincoln from 2014 I love this Lincoln, man. <laughs> I
0: got the Lincoln
1: and I got the Vespa, but I don't ride it. It's
0: you just... you have a Vespa currently? No. Oh. That's part of the plan. It's part the of the Vespa. Plan. But I mean, you live at you live in the city. What would you do with a Lincoln at this point? Drive that shit around oh, the I would,
1: city? I would be moved, I would be to have a place in LA. It's LA, a all right. Okay. Yeah, have, so that's what we're talking a place about. Place in LA and a place here.
0: House in LA. Mhm. Lincoln's out in LA.
1: The Lincoln's out. Yeah. All right, all right. Got a regular pool and a kitty pool for perspective. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, swanky flat in uh, Chicago also? No. No? Because family's still there.
1: Yeah, family's still there. No, I would get, no, maybe something in Chicago for the summertime. Yeah,
0: do something nice for yourself.
1: No, I would get my parents some stuff in Chicago. Yeah. that's what That would be the goal. 10 years my dad's retired man I was just
0: gonna ask you are they still working?
1: my mom still works part time my dad's retired
0: what did your what did your dad do?
1: He worked on the railroad I don't know exactly what he did I don't know we don't talk about it we don't have to talk about it. he don't feel the need to tell me I don't feel the need to ask I know he worked at Union Pacific Railroad for a long time and he took care of his family yeah and now he's chilling so he's good
0: and what does your mom do?
1: She works at school. Uh, she worked at school I went to for uh, kindergarten through six St. Paul Lutheran School. Mm-hmm. She's a teacher's assistant there and works with like the extended care program. Mm-hmm. People drop after kids. Or sure. The kids stay late. She works with that. Nice. Yeah. They're doing and, all right. And
0: dad just retired. That's exciting.
1: Dad just retired. They're coming down. Kid, uh, We're doing a premiere of the special at South by Southwest. Friday, so right. they're coming down to Austin Friday.
0: Very nice. Yeah. That's to exciting. Watched
1: the show that they watched live already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <In> fake <lab>. laugh. Oh, that's cool. That's what supportive parents do. Yeah, that's great. That's that's great that you're that you're able to share that type of stuff with them. Yeah. And um, you have siblings. Yeah, a brother and a sister older. And are they um, are they creative like yourself, or are they more? Practical, practical. Yeah, are they
1: practical? More, uh, I would say they're creative, but in different ways. Yeah, yeah, Well more, more creative, but not in arts. Uh, my sister works at, she works in education. She used to be a teacher. Mm. Now she's working at University of Chicago, I believe, and and she, I, I don't know the specifics of her program. My brother worked, uh, he did some. HR for mm-hmm. uh, various companies, and he just got a new gig. Actually, I forget where. He, he, <laughs> he just he just interviewed with them a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, they doing all right. Good. Everybody's good.
0: I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. Well, Hannibal, listen. Yeah, this has been this has been nice. This has been educational. It has been. I mean if we want to talk highlights I would say
1: Workout plan (laughs) Highlight Um, Yeah
0: I think it could work
1: I think it could work too
0: I would watch that I would do the Hannibal Burris workout Think about it You get sponsors from all over Zach can bring in sponsors from The traditional fitness world You can get video game sponsors Yeah It can make a lot of money
1: I think it's a great idea. <laughs> We're gonna do it. You think I'm? You think I'm joking? I'm legit. We'll pitch it, in during a break today. Pitch it.
0: Do it. <laughs> who do you pitch that to? I'm to Is there like a, 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 a who's your who's? I don't know how any of this works. Who I do you who ask, do you call? I would ask. Uh, I would pitch it to the
1: people working on a movie if they want to do it as a promotional. Yeah, but who's
0: that? Movie. You have a number on your phone that says ask, people working on the movie.
1: I would ask Seth first what he thought of. All right, it. yeah, and then we'll see. I think it's solid.
0: You have Seth's cell phone number? No. All right. I'm sure you can get it. I hope so. If you had it, I was just going to suggest let's call him. Call him right now. Yeah.
1: Let's call him. Let's call him. Let's call Seth.
0: So you do? Did you just lie to me? You have his number? What? Do you have his number? Hold up. <laughs> he
1: said, no, I can't. We can't call him.
0: <laughs> it's still early in L.A. 11, 10, 9, 8. Yeah.
1: Edit, m- make sure we edit this
0: part out. <laughs> we can edit this part out. Yeah. We can't even, we can't even, we can't talk about calling Seth.
1: I don't know if that's, uh, let's see.
0: No, let's not call him. No, I'm not saying we should call him, but you want me to edit the discussion like, about calling him out? Yeah, I feel like okay. it trails.
1: <laughs> That's cool.
0: That's fine. I That's feel fine. like
1: we're trailing. But if you take
0: his, it makes for good. I think it captures real life. captures real life? You people listening, this is real life. This is what happens in real life. All right. Sometimes conversations trail. But I'm going to let you go, buddy. All right. Um, it's been, It's been fun. Congrats on the special, on the Thank TV you, shows, on the movies, uh, on your 10-year plan. 10-year plan? I think it's a good 10-year plan. Solid. Solid? I got to get
1: the three and five year, though, too. That's how you get to the 10. That's
0: right. Baby steps. Baby steps. The six month. Got it, yeah. You'll figure it out. Tomorrow, tomorrow you'll have your Lincoln. My Lincoln?
1: Yeah. Li- oh, I thought you said LinkedIn.
0: No, no. And
1: I thought you were saying tomorrow you have your LinkedIn and then you'll have the network need <laughs> to achieve your dreams.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Hannibal, thanks so much, buddy. Thank you, man. And there you have it, you guys. Hannibal Burris on the Laugh Spin Podcast. Thanks so much to Hannibal for taking the time, sitting with me to chat. Thanks to you guys for listening and be sure to tune into Comedy Central on March 29th see the premiere of Hannibal Burris's second stand-up comedy special live from Chicago. I watched it. It's great. You're going to love it. You're going to love it unless you're dead inside, which maybe you are, and my heart goes out to you. But that's it. If you uh, want to subscribe to the Laughspin podcast, if you haven't already, please do that. Uh, you can go to iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher and TuneIn.com. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do that at dylan at And of course, please go and visit laughspin.com every day. I don't know, maybe two to three hundred times a day. Do it. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. We really do appreciate it. We'll see you next time.